All right. Well, uh, normally now I would be saying, introducing our speaker, and I will be doing that in a little bit. But uh, this weekend is a special weekend, and if you're visiting, I want to let you know this is not a typical weekend, but in, the more I think about it, if you're visiting and you're checking our church out, this is a great weekend to be here, because you're going to get uh, a really good uh, look at who we are and just how we function. Uh, but this weekend, we are honoring and celebrating our founding pastors, Penny and, or Danny and Penny Meyer. So we are uh, going to be celebrating them. And, you know, between the two of them, there's, there's over 80 years of ministry, uh, which uh, is pretty impressive. There we go. All right. So uh, uh, Danny and Penny were on staff down at Vineyard Columbus for many years. They were part of the team that, that planted that church. It became a vineyard in 1987. That's an awesome church. They were on staff there for, uh, for many years. And then in 2001, God started nudging them about uh, the need for a church up in, in uh, Delaware County. And I've always loved the story where God literally said to them, hey, you guys, basically, I am going to plant a church in Delaware County. Do you want to come with me? And thankfully, they said yes. So March 21st, 2002, Palm Sunday, uh, over here at what used to be the middle school right near uh, Big Walnut, a church was born and uh, VCDC was born, and uh, Danny and Penny have, for the, for the last 16 years, so wonderfully uh, led this church, pointing us to Jesus over and over and over, and uh, so again, this weekend, uh, we are uh, celebrating and honoring them, and, and uh, uh, I want to say one thing. Uh, uh, I'm going to be inviting Danny up here in a little bit to speak. And then after he speaks, I'll have uh, time for a rebuttal. Uh, to uh, and I get the mic last. I made sure to to plan it that way. But this isn't the last time you're going to hear Danny or or, or Penny for that matter. They are retiring from staff, from being on staff. They're not retiring from the church. This is their church. This is their, you know, we are their church family. And so we're going to see them. Uh, they're not going anywhere. So I want to remind you and encourage you with that. We're not shipping them off to a vineyard pastor retirement home in Florida. I did look into one, but uh, I just felt bad. I just didn't feel right. So, uh, but I wanted to let you know that. So, uh, without further ado, Danny, why don't you come on up? Let me introduce our speaker for this morning, Mr. Danny Meyer. Let's welcome him. <laughs> Have fun. Good morning. You know. You know, you're not making this any easier. <laughs> if, if someone came up to, to me when I was 17, 18 years old and, and, and said that you're going to graduate high school, you're going to end up marrying the most beautiful, spiritual, kindest woman in Texas, you're going to move to Ohio and uh, plant a, a church in Ohio and, and be involved in a number of churches there. 
and go on to pastor for the two of you for 44 years, I, I would have immediately responded, I'm going to graduate high school? <laughs> but the, the, the privilege it's been to, to be able to uh, somehow be, be seen by, by the Lord, to, to be invited into, into the things that he is doing, and, and especially when I realize that he knows me, I mean, I, I can understand why he'd call Penny, but he knew me. He understood where I was coming from and what, what my life was like. But the, the, the privilege of being able to be invited into, into his story, invited into his purposes, invited into participating in what he's doing, it, it's just been absolutely amazing and incredible. And, and the... the the reality is this, when I, when I think back to uh, the early or mid-1970s when Penny and I got married and moved here, and I, I see Frank and Joanne Kay here, and, and uh, they were uh, about our same age and, and were involved in the, in the early uh, years of, of church planting and, and Vineyard Columbus and, and so on. The fact that God gives us that privilege of being involved in, in what he's doing here on earth, is it, it just astounds me every day. And I've been asked a lot, and Penny has as well, you know, how are we feeling about coming to this, this part of our journey with the Lord where we're stepping down from our, our staff uh, positions and, and moving into retirement? How, how do we feel about that? And, and I want to be able to say to you, and I am able to say to you, uh, we, we just feel wonderful. And, and there's a reason for that. Uh, the, the reason why it's just such a, a, a sweet time for us is that Penny and I were talking about this last night. We, we just feel like proud, proud papa and mama. You know, I remember when, when we had the privilege of seeing our, our three children get married. You know, it, it, when you marry off your, your kids, it, it, you're realizing they're sort of moving on, they're forming a new family, and, and things are changing. But it's such a, a, a sweet time as well because that's what you raised them for. You raise your children so that they can do well in life. You raise your children so you can, can release them into, into what God has for their lives. And, uh, you know, so when, when each of our kids got married, it, it was like you just bursted with pride. This is, this is what we've been investing in them for. And as I think about moving on and, and passing the baton and, and so on, which really began about three years ago as, as Michael and I and our, our church board began to talk about this transition when we were going to be retiring, coming to that, that time of, of, of sort of officially, because it's really taking place already, officially acknowledging that transfer of, and, and stepping down from the staff roles, I just feel like what a wonderful, wonderful opportunity and, and how good we feel because this church, and let me have a, a second to, to brag on y'all. I mean, this church is in such, such a healthy place. The, the, the reality is 
that stepping down, like Michael said, it's not as if we're, we're walking away from this, this family because, because you are our family. You know, we, we, we just love you. I, you know, it's, we, we've grown up together with you and learned how to follow Jesus with you. But it, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a delight. And we feel good about that. Uh, we, we see the, the staff here at, at Vineyard as clearly, in my mind, being as the healthiest staff that I, I've seen. Penny and I have had the privilege of, of traveling all over the United States and really to, to many, many other countries and seeing lots of different churches. I, I love this church staff because, because they love each other, and they love Jesus, and they, they love you. So it gives us this, this good, good feeling that we're, we're not walking away from something and, and sort of keeping our fingers crossed, but we're able to, to continue to participate in, in a different manner with enormous confidence that this, this church is in, in a great place. You know, as we began the transition a number of years ago, or at least talking about it and, and, and thinking about it, you know, you hear people say, and you read books, and you read stories about how churches go through a transition of, of the founding pastor or a senior pastor to another, and the churches generally, on average, lose anywhere from 10 to 20% of their participants when you go through a transition, particularly when it's the founding pastor. Our, our church is at the, at a, in a growth phase like never before. We're seeing our church grow. We're seeing not just numerically, but that's true too, but we're seeing just the health, the number of people who are involved in small groups, the percent of those who are participating in this church has never been higher. The, the church is in such, such good condition. So all that is to say, Handing the, the church uh, and, and stepping down and passing a baton on to, to this, this staff and to Michael, it, it's, it's just a, a very, very pleasurable thing to, to do. And, and uh, it, very honestly, I, I, I can say that I'm confident that the best is yet to come. And Penny and I just are thrilled that we get to, to continue to, to walk with you all and, and experience that together with you. The, uh, there, there's a, a stability in this church right now that is, is delightful to watch, that also gives us great confidence. We, we've always been a church, and if you've been a part of this, this church family for more than 20 or 30 minutes, hopefully you recognize that, that this isn't a church that primarily functions by uh, a handful of people sitting in a room and, and engaging in strategic planning. Where are we going to head? What are we going to do? And how are we going to get there? We plan like, like any healthy family would plan or a church would plan or business would plan. But the, the stability of our church isn't based on strategic planning that may take place once, twice, three times a year. The, the stability and the health of this church is rooted in the fact that this church functions because there's a, a culture that has permeated. There's a DNA, there's a way of life that sort of helps us to continue in the motion towards him and, and towards his purposes for us. 
There's a, there's a businessman named Peter Drucker who's written a number of books for businessmen, but he's also a, a godly Christian man, and he talks a lot about churches. And one of the quotes that I, someone mentioned to me a week or two ago, actually a month or two ago, uh, a quote by Peter Drucker, and he said, in regards to strategic planning and, and culture and building culture, is he said, culture will eat strategic planning up for lunch every day. You know, when you build a culture, whether it's in a family or a church family or, or a business, when there's a culture, a way of life, a way of relating, a way of, of participating together, it just walks the whole team together very comfortably as opposed to a handful of people sitting, you know, getting aside, reading some books, talking to experts and, and strategic, uh, engaging in strategic planning to figure out what do we want to do this year and then the next year. You know, again, planning is good and we plan, but building culture is why this church is as healthy as it is and why Penny and I have such a, a comfort in, in, uh, in stepping out of our role and, and continuing to participate just as, as part of this family. Uh, as Michael said, I want to make it clear, we're not retiring from ministry. You know, Jesus called Penny and I to, to, uh, to serve him, and those gifts that he's given us uh, so far, he hasn't taken them back. And from what I read in the book, he doesn't take his gifts back, so we're, we want to continue to be used. So it's not that we're stepping out of ministry, it's just that, you know, for the last 40-some years, we've been... We've been Paid on different staffs to to do what we do. We've been we've been paid to be good. Now we get to be good for nothing. You know, we 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 just get to to uh, to do what you all have been doing for all these years, and that is say, Jesus, I I love you. I want to walk with you. I want to follow you. And and if you're willing to use me, here I am. Have at it. Yeah, you know, as we as I enter into this retirement too, I, I am mindful. I mean, as you know, Penny has been dealing with cancer for the last two and a half years, and one of the things that I that I am mindful of and, and look forward to is being being uh, that much more uh, able to uh, to be together with Penny and walk with Penny through through this journey that he has has us on. Uh, you know, she, she's uh, come out of remission recently, and, and we know that, that she's in a, in a battle, so th that is a good thing. You know, uh, my marriage and family has always been as it should be, uh, my first commitment. Uh, my role as a, as a pastor uh, comes uh, understanding that my primary commitment has been and should always be to, to my family. And, and now I believe there's an opportunity to, to continue uh, to fulfill that commitment. I, I want to take a, a, a couple of minutes. I'm not going to speak for very long. I want to take a, a few minutes and just talk to Michael. You can listen in if you want. You can talk among yourselves. But I, I wanted to just talk to you, Michael, just a, a bit. Uh, and, and first of all, tell you... <sighs> That, that I couldn't be prouder of anyone, I don't believe, right now. I, you know, we've, we've walked together for quite a number of years here, and, and prior to that, uh, we were on staff together at Vineyard Columbus. And it, it, it is just so obvious to me, Michael, that, 
uh, that Jesus has called you not just to walk with him, but Jesus has called you to be a senior pastor. And uh, I, I, I love you. I love you like a, like a son, an old son, but I, I love you like, <laughs> like a son. And I, and I see the call on your life. And I think early on when you first came down here, I, I think we had conversations. And I said, Michael, I, I, I love your, your gifting as a worship leader. He was the worship leader at Vineyard Columbus and, uh, and was a worship leader here initially. But I, I think we talked. And I said, Michael, I really do believe God has more than, than that for you. That's a, a high and honorable call to be a worship pastor and worship leader. But I, I always felt that God had more for you. And seeing the, 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 the results of that call and the, and the, the outcome of, of that call in your life is, is, is wonderful. I, I, I love you, Penny, and I have enormous respect for you, and one of the things that makes us so comfortable in the direction and the steps that we're taking is that I, I am so comfortable you being our pastor, and for the last uh, number of years, you have pastored us well, you know, so it's, again, this is a, a very sweet time for us, a very comfortable time for us. I want to charge you on a couple of things. I want to encourage you to, uh, to continue that passion that you have for Jesus. One of the things that we appreciate about you so much is that we recognize that you, you just have a, an affection for Jesus and, and recognize his affection for you. And I, I want to encourage you to continue to nurture that affection and to make that the primary responsibility you have, not just as a, uh, as a child of God, but especially as a senior pastor. Uh, I want to encourage you, don't, and this I would say to everyone on staff, the question you ought to be asking yourself is not what would Danny do or what would Penny do? Because Danny didn't always do right. <laughs> Danny didn't always have, the, have God's mind on things. And certainly Danny has, has uh, bl blind spots. So your question, and as you walk your role out, it's not a matter of what would Danny do. It would be a matter of, Jesus, what do you have for us to do? And tied into that, I encourage you to continue to surround yourself with wise counselors, you know, men and women that can help you discern God's uh, voice, that can help you to, to, to see yourself and see this church and, and understand his purposes. That's something that, that you already do, and I want to encourage you to continue to surround yourself, uh, not just with, you know, we have financial advisory board, we have a, 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 a advisory board or elder board that also you function with, but just interacting and listening to the brothers and sisters in addition to, to listening to the staff that you've, you have uh, brought around you. I want to encourage you to tend to your heart. You know, you, Michael, and those of you who are listening in, you have an enormously soft heart. 
You know, you, you have a, a heart that is, is uh, self-aware, that's, that's pliable in God's hands. I love that about you. That gives us confidence in, in these steps. But I want to encourage you to, to nurture that soft heart, to always allow your heart to, to be able to be affected by, by Jesus, affected by the Holy Spirit, affected by the people around you. Uh, I want to encourage you to continue to, to focus on your family. You know, uh, and this has always been the case as I've known you. You know, your, your family comes first. Just as I said, it's true for, for Penny and I. That commitment that you made when you said, I do, is a primary earthly commitment that you have. The primary earthly commitment that you have. More important than your commitment as uh to the church and as a senior pastor, tend to your family. Continue to, to encourage and love your family as you do, and, and that will go well for you. And, and Michael, I, this goes without saying, continue to love the church. You know, I, I know you do. I, I know you pray for the church. You love the church. You rarely beat the church. Continue to, to, uh, to walk that out, live that out, be that model for, for you, and, and continue to, to not only enjoy the staff that you have uh, uh, surrounding you, but to, to lean on them. You, you have incredibly gifted men and women around you, and, and that's, a, that's a, a wonderful gift. I, I want to finish up just to uh, take a moment and, and talk to you all. I want to talk to you as, as the, the church family. And, and I want to encourage you to, to keep first things first. You know, the, I think one of the uh, cultural I, identifying markers of this church family, as much as we're able to, is to recognize that we, we exist not because we're a good Christian club, not to do good works in community, not to know his, God's word. Those things are all true, but they're outworkings. Those are byproducts of the reason why we gather together, and that is because we are God's children. We're the body of Christ, and he has called us together, and he's called us individually and corporately to walk with him. And I, I, I want to just challenge you to, to keep that in mind. First things first, we are a people who are following him. No matter how well we do in anything else, if we're not in love with him, following him, growing in our intimacy with him, growing in our ability to, to sense his voice and to respond to his voice, then, then we've missed it. When you, when you walked in here today, if you came in the front doors, you saw that plaque. It said that, uh, quoting uh, the, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, that we are called to be pursuing a, uh, a intimate, pursuing a simple and pure devotion to Jesus. That's why we exist. That's what started us out, and that needs to be what drive us, drives us each day. When we get up in the morning, Jesus, here I am, such as I am. I'm yours. What do you have for me today? That, that's what should drive our individual lives, our family lives. That's what should drive singles as you are interacting with your roommates or at school. That's what should be driving all that takes place in this church. Jesus, I'm yours. I may be broken, 
Maybe, maybe you have blind spots, but I'm your broken person with blind spots. And he will speak to us and he'll lead us. You know, we, those who, who, who serve here need to keep that in mind. Whatever capacity you serve. And one of, one of the first things we did when we planted this church and, and had our, our music stand where we spoke from is right on the top here. We had a plaque made and it says, remember, they didn't come here to see you. They came here to see Jesus. You know, our role as we lead worship, our role as we, as we speak or preach or lead a home group or, or participate in a ministry isn't to draw attention to ourselves. It's to draw attention to Jesus. And as, as, as members of the church, I want you to, to realize that it's our privilege, it's your privilege to come alongside of others, put your arm around their shoulders, so to speak, and say, look at him, isn't he beautiful? Isn't he wonderful? That's, that's, the, that's the North Star. That's the guiding line that helps us to know what to do. So keep first things first. Keep him in, in sight. Nurture that relationship with him. Realize that incredible privilege to be part of his story, to be called to, to participate in his ministry. Can you beat that? That here we are, you know yourself better than anyone else. And he's saying, yeah, I know all about those things too, but I want you to be written into my story. I want you to do the ministry that Jesus did here on earth. And that's why he calls you, that's why he calls us the body of Christ here on earth. We get to be part of his ministry and reflect his goodness. You know, I, I want to encourage you all to as, as much as possible to continually be engaging this, the body of Christ, to be seeing that this isn't some place you come to once a week as some kind of religious obligation, but that we are being woven together. And I challenge you to, to, to embrace that calling and engage the church. And by the church, I mean one another, and the, the callings and the purposes that we, for which we exist. You know, we're, we're a multi-generational church. Those of you here who are, who are a, a little bit older, who have gray hair or, or no hair, as the case may be, we're, we're not a church that puts folks out to pasture when they get, get a little bit too old. You're needed, your experience, your, your experience not just in, in this church, not just in church in general, but your experience in life is necessary. So don't think that you're excused just because you've, you've served your time. You're necessary, you're needed, and stay engaged, be engaged in the church. And if you're here and you're younger, you know, if you're single, if you're a teenager, if you're a young married couple, I want you to know that, again, this is a multi-generational church and that you don't have to wait your turn till some old crabby person is willing to give up what they're hanging on to desperately. We want you to be involved, you know, whether you're a young Christian and only have known the Lord for a short time, or whether you've been only involved in this church for a short time, we want you to know that we need what you have to bring. One of the things that, that the leaders in this church pray for frequently is that God would send us men and women 
young and old, that would help us to be who he's called us to be. So this is your church. If this is where God has led you, then we see you as an answer to that prayer. And I want to challenge you to come and, and offer your talents, your gifts, your abilities for the sake of, of what God wants to do in us and through us. I want to challenge all of us to live deliberately. Don't just shuffle through life staring at whatever's before you, stumbling over the circumstances that each day brings. But I want to challenge you, I want to be challenged myself to live deliberately, to know that we get this sliver of time in eternity, these 70, 80, 90 years that we may be here on this earth. This is the only opportunity that we get to, to choose Jesus, even though there are pulls within and outside of us pulling us other directions, we get to say, Jesus, I want to follow you. What an enormous privilege. And enjoy it and embrace it. Stay in his word. You know, feed yourself. The purpose of the church isn't to keep everybody healthy. The purpose of the church is to provide an opportunity where we can walk together and serve Jesus. But it, it, it's... It's your responsibility to nurture your faith in Jesus. We can give tools, we can uh, preach and teach the word, but it's your responsibility to feed yourself. It's your responsibility to nurture your faith. If you need encouragement, assistance, let us know. But take that responsibility seriously and, and see that responsibility as a privilege that Jesus says, no, you get to know me. You get to walk with me. You get to grow with me. So let me just finish by saying what a privilege it's been. It's not ending today. It, it, it's just entering a new part of our journey. But we get to do this together because we know who's called us together. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. My allergies kicked up last night. <clears throat> so, uh, before I get into what I want to say, uh, we have a treat uh, for you, uh, for Danny and Penny. In the weeks leading up to uh, this weekend, JT sent an email out to uh, people all around the Vineyard Movement, uh, people who have known Danny and Penny, who have worked with Danny and, and Penny, people who... Uh, whose lives have been impacted by Danny and Penny. And, and the message was, hey, could you send us a, just a short video of thanks or just expressing your love? And, well, we were sort of overwhelmed. And uh, we have well over an hour of material that we're not going to show you. But thankfully, Laura uh, edited it down. And so what we're going to show you right now is a little five-minute sample. So go ahead, you guys. Let's, let's uh, enjoy this. Hi, Danny and Penny. Hi, Danny and Penny. Hey, Danny and Penny. Hi, Danny and Penny. <laughs> hey, Danny and Penny. Danny and Penny, congratulations. Hi, Danny and Penny. Hi, Danny and Penny. Just want to say congratulations, Danny and Penny. Danny and Penny, 
Muito obrigado. Thank you so much for giving so much of yourselves to Brazil. Hi, Danny and Penny. So excited to hear your news that you uh, finished your race and ministry and now God's calling you on to different things. Lives have been a big blessing to us. Just want to wish you a happy retirement and thank you for the many years that you've given to Christ. Words cannot express the joy and the gratitude we have to have worked with you for so many years advancing the kingdom here in Brazil. It has been such a pleasure to be with you guys and to work with you and really just more importantly just to be friends. I couldn't help but think of the first time I met you, Danny. We had sat down to talk about the Philippines, but our conversation turned very quickly and you began to speak truth to my soul. Penny, I'd like to speak first to you. You know, one of the areas that you're obviously really gifted in is moving in the things of the Holy Spirit. You started and then led what I believe was one of the great women's ministry in our country. Leading a women's ministry for 20 years like I did in Cleveland, I patterned everything I did after learning from you. You taught me everything I know about women's ministry. Uh, These two have some kind of thing going with this family ministry, gifting, wisdom, coolness, all merged together, some beautiful like uh, recipe of everything you'd want out of a couple in ministry. We just want you to know how much we appreciate you and love you, and we wish you well on your retirement, and um, God's blessings be with you. Much love to you. We've got so many good memories of you, both in ministry times when God's kingdom was advancing, and uh, motorcycle riding with you in my rearview mirror as we travel the country. Even going back to our premarital counseling, which you probably don't remember, but we do. Danny, you uh, gave us premarital counseling and married us, and I don't remember a thing you said, but we've been (laughs) married 33 years, so whatever you said must have worked. Through the years, you know, you guys have mentored us and guided us, and and, uh, you're a spiritual mom and dad to us. And so we just really love you guys. We thank you and just really want to honor you guys. And so thank you for just your sincerity, your genuine lives, the things you've given away. You've given me and Michael and our church so much in so many ways. You've just, it's, it's, it's immeasurable the impact that you guys have had on our lives over the years. I used to be crippled by guilt and insecurity, but I've been completely changed by you showing me the Father's love for me. This was through Danny 101, AKA the Gospel of Wholeness. You have mentored us and mentored the movement, and we look forward to this next stage of your uh, journey. Danny, you know, your counseling ministry was amazing at the Columbus Vineyard, and I know you helped start that church with some guy named Nathan Rich. There really are not words to express our gratitude and the way that you have affected uh, our marriage, our personal life, our family, our church. Just want to say thank you and congratulations and wish you all the best in your new stage of life, this beautiful stage called retirement. Danny baptized me. Danny, you officiated our wedding. Who would we be without you guys? There's so many phases. Long-haired Danny, no-haired Danny, uh, but one thing has always stayed the same throughout all these years, and that's your black tuxedo t-shirt. 
uh, that's always stayed the same. We are so thankful for you. We are super excited for this next season in your lives. We are incredibly grateful for the role that you've had in ours. Uh, I wish I could grow my hair into a ponytail just to show you uh, how important you are to me, but one thing I could do is this. Ha-ha! <laughs> you've been solid. You've been kind. You've been examples. You have been models for so many of us through this movement. For many, many years, we've just watched what you've done uh, in Columbus, then in Delaware County, your church. It's been a great privilege, privilege of ours to join you a few times there in, in the church that you have uh, planted and pastored. But more than anything, I've just watched your kindness. You, 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 you're, you're fair, you're kind. Um, it's a joy to know you. It's a joy to work with you. And we really want the best for you. So uh, do what the thing, do the things the Lord leads you to do this new season. But most of all, we just want to say we love you. We're proud of you. We're thankful for you. God bless you. We love you, Daddy. All right. Next suite. <clears throat> so uh, in the time that we have left, I'm just going to continue in the same, with the same theme of just really expressing thanks uh, for some things that quickly came to my mind as I thought about Danny and Penny. And just as a side note, I know many of you uh, would want to do the same to, to express thanks to them. And uh, this afternoon at the, at the picnic, we're going to have a table set up with a big uh, stack of thank you cards and, and, we're, and pens where you can go and write down your just w what you want to express to them. There'll be an envelope there. You can throw it in a basket, but you'll get your opportunity uh, this, this afternoon. But I, you know, it, it really is, it's so easy and it's such a privilege to get to uh, get up here and honor you too and celebrate you because I understand that it is the spirit of God and the power and love of God that changes our lives and does these deep works, but I also recognize that God uh, most often will work through people. And I know, and it's easy for me to get up here and honor Danny and Penny because I know <laughs> that uh, my life has changed because of you two. And I know many of you could echo me in that, in that response that I know Jesus more, that I love Jesus more, that I uh, am more aware of what God made me for because I know you two. Because you have spoken to my life and into our lives. And, and so for, for me to get a list of thank yous is, is very easy. So let, let me jump uh, right in. And I want to thank you, Danny and Penny, for planting a church where authenticity is a value. And what I mean is that this is not a church where we put on religious airs. This is a church where our senior pastor wears black shirts, black jeans, and Crocs. Uh, this is a, shirt, uh, a church where we... Uh, uh, we value being real people. And I know one of, one of the things I love to do and get to do is I, I, uh, I'm in contact with visitors every week. And the thing that I hear over and over and over uh, when, when I ask them about the church, and what do you think of the church? What, you know, what, what's your first impression of the church? Uh, uh, it's always, man, you guys are so real. It's that whole thing of authenticity, and I, and I can hear uh, Danny and Penny saying so many times that, you know, we don't take ourselves very serious, but we take God very serious. And I, I've had the privilege over the years of walking with many leaders, many strong leaders, but, but Danny and Penny, you, you guys are unique. 
And what I mean by that is I've, I've never felt like you were sort of leading me from above. I've always felt like they were right there beside me. That there was this sense of you're not just, you haven't just been our pastors, you guys have been our friends and will continue <laughs> to be our friends. Um, uh, I came across a quote this week as I was thinking about Danny and Penny, and, and, I, and I know you'll agree with this. It says, the Christian is a person who makes it easy for others to believe in God. And I just want to say that's, that sums up so much of who you guys are. And I want to thank you, Danny and Penny, for uh, leading in such a way as to make God so attractive and so accessible to all of us. I want to thank you for planting a church that functions as a family. Uh, Danny talked about culture, and one of the things I love about this church, and, and I think is so deep and so powerful, is that when you come into the door and, and into this building, there's like this sense of welcome home, isn't it? I know many of you have said that. I came through the doors, and, and literally I've heard people say that, that they've heard in their minds, we're home. And I know that that's because you guys, just with wisdom, you planted that way, you've nurtured that. This is a place where people are more important than results. This is a place where uh, kindness and welcome are more important than looking slick. We're not so concerned about being a well-oiled machine. We're concerned about people and loving people. And I think because of that, because of the value that, and, and just the, you know, the, the, uh, the, way, the culture that you guys have, have planted and nurtured here, uh, this is a very safe church. Uh, it's not a perfect church, uh, but it is a safe church. And, I'm, and I know many people who have, uh, who have come to this church over the years who um, they've come here to heal up because of that family atmosphere where they feel welcomed and loved. And I know, just let me share a personal story. I know that when I came on staff in, in uh, 2008, uh, I was at a hard season. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a pastor anymore. And uh, I look back in that time and I am so grateful to you guys that in that season that you just uh, open your arms to us and put your arms around me, around Helen, around our kids, and you just welcomed us, and you, you just loved us. And, uh, uh, you know, I remember during that season, we were, you know, as a family, we were coming to the end of our employment, and we didn't, we didn't know where we were going yet. We didn't know what uh, our next, uh, you know, job would be, and, and uh, there was a hope that there might be a job up here at Delaware, but I'm, I'm a bit of a diva, very demanding. Uh, and no, that's, well, I was going to say, well, that's not true, but not, it's not true. What am I saying? It's not true. This is being recorded. It's not true at all. But, uh, <laughs> but I remember that was a hard season for us as a family, just, just this unknown. And Danny and I were having breakfast during that time down at First Watch, and, and I remember you saying to me, and this says so much about you and Penny. It says so much of why this church is the way it is. I remember you looked at me and you said, you know what, Michael? Even if we don't hire you at VCDC, I just want you to know that we're going to look after your family. And I just remember sitting there. <clears throat> I didn't cry then. I held it together. But, but I just remember thinking, who does that? Who loves like that, and I want to thank you that you uh, uh, have made that such a high value that we are going to function as a family here, uh, whether it's on staff or as a, as a church, and that's something that we never uh, we want to lose, never want to lose. Uh, 
I want to thank you both for being such consistent sources of godly wisdom and counsel. I don't know if I've ever, ever met two people that just ooze godly wisdom. And I know for many of us, if we pass this mic around, I'm sure we have, we'd have story after story after story where God has spoken through you guys to us in times of crisis and times of confusion. And I just, uh, I want to thank you for just how you guys have so consistently just opened up the Bible and just unloaded all these life gems uh, uh, that you have learned over the years. And, and I really want to thank you. You know, we, this transition season has been for like three years. And, and you know, uh, to be a, I always thought I would just be a worship pastor you know, that I would lead worship, and then I'd join the Gaither tour uh, at some point, you know, and just, uh, that's, I just thought that's what I was made for, and, and, but it was in coming here that, and, and really, this is another thing I want to thank you guys for. You are so gifted at looking at people and saying, you know what I see in you? I see this, and I never, never saw myself in this role. And But you guys, you called that out. And one of the things that I've loved in the last three years is, is just by being mentored by Danny and Penny. You guys are pastors of pastors. And, and literally just being in meetings with them and, and, and learning from them, it's like they're just walking around and gold nuggets are just falling out of their pockets. And I'm sort of following behind trying to scoop them up and hopefully to, to remember these. And, and I was thinking that if, if life was all about basketball, I have been mentored by LeBron James and Michael Jordan. And I'm not sure who is who, but, but I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank you so much because you really are. You, you are pastors of pastors, and uh, we are incredibly blessed to have been pastored by you all these years. And I want to thank you both for pursuing uh, the presence and activity of the Holy Spirit over and over when it, uh, when it was uncomfortable, maybe it was, it was even embarrassing. When everyone else in the room was packing it up for the night, I can hear you saying, hey, I just have a sense God wants to do something here tonight. And I, I you know, and, and Penny, this is a compliment to you. It, it may not sound like it at first, but when I think of you, I think of you as a hound. And <laughs> hear me out. Don't email me. Hear me out. What I mean is this. I have watched, and you know this, I have watched Penny over and over. She's like, just, she's just smelling the air for the Spirit of God and the presence of God. And, liter- and, I, and we watched this when you would teach and when you would lead ministry time. It's sort of like when she would pick up on it, it's like, oh, she'd sort of, you know, and that's a compliment. That's a compliment to you, that you just have this nose for, this, for the presence of God. And you know what, and, I, and as I was writing that down, I thought, oh, God, don't let us lose that. Don't let us lose that. At the end of the day, this isn't time. We're not gathered for some religious exercise. We're here for, I mean, JT talked about this at the beginning. We, we believe in the presence of God that he's with us. He's active with us. And, I, and, I, and I'm so grateful for time after time after time that you have stood up and said, now I believe the Lord wants to do something here tonight. <laughs> like, I am so grateful for that. And I believe it's one of the reasons why this church is so healthy it is. This is a healthy church, and this is a very alive church, and that's because of that pursuit of and, and submission to the Spirit of God. So I thank you uh, for that. I thank you uh, two more. I, I could do many more, but two more. I thank you guys for setting the tone of humility and outward blessing and generosity in this church that from, from, from day one, the decision was made, we are going to pray for and bless another church in the area every weekend. 
Like you just sit there and go, oh yeah, because you're used to it. But let me just tell you, that is not normal. That's not normal for a church to get up and pray, Lord, we bless journey that you'd grow them. That's not normal. And what I love about that is it really, it's, 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 it's wisdom that, I mean, churches are run by people and people are competitive and churches can be competitive. And churches are sometimes slow to bless each other because of that. But what I love about the wisdom of praying for a church every weekend, it's like you guys worked into the DNA of this church an antidote to competitiveness. That this is an incredibly generous church, whether it's in giving away money or giving away people or giving away blessings and encouragement. So I, I thank you guys for doing that. And then finally, I thank you, uh, Danny and Penny, for loving each other as husband and wife and for letting us as a church really have a front row seat to watch you guys uh, love each other uh, through, through the good times and through the hard times. And I just love the way as leaders over the years that you guys have with wisdom, you've, you've, you've opened the doors of your lives and you've let us in. You've, you know, and I know if you've been in this church for a while, you know just the challenges you've gone through with your kids and, and then that you've shared that with the church. Penny, your, your accident and now the struggle with cancer that you guys have, uh, you've been such an incredible example by living that out and loving each other in the midst of all that and trusting God in all the midst of that. And you know, as I was thinking, thinking about that, the, the lyric of a song came to me where it says, I would rather uh, see a sermon than hear one any day. And I look at you guys and you guys have, have your lives your love, your, your confidence and trust in God has preached uh, way more than, any, any, than thousands of sermons could do. So I thank you for, for just being such an example to all of us. Well, uh, so here's what we're going to do to end off. I want to invite Danny and Penny. You guys want to come on up on stage? Uh, any staff or advisory council folks you want to come up real quick? We are gonna. We just want to end our time by praying for Danny and Penny, and blessing them. Here we go. So uh, let's gather around, and I just want to welcome or invite you guys to, uh, if you're, you know, if you want to extend a hand or just to join in and amen this. We just want to bless uh, these guys. Uh, so let's just take some time to pray. Just come, Holy Spirit. You guys are almost like parents to me. (laughs) No, we, we just bless you right now. We thank you not only for your ministry, but just who you guys are and what you guys carry. And I personally just want to say thank you for this, this time that we uh, were able to minister together. And just what example you have been on how to love people, how to, how to be good parents, how to be good spouses. And we just pray that this new season in your life, this next season in your life will be full of blessing. 
So we just, we just ask that um, the Holy Spirit would just ooze out of you guys, that there would be an overflow into the lives around you, wherever you go, wherever you, wherever you uh, eat breakfast, wherever you, uh, you know, drive, that there would just be a, a constant flow of the Holy Spirit into you and out of you. And we just, we just bless you and thank you for who you are. Father, I just thank you um, for these two people who um, are just so submitted to you and so in love with the church. I thank you, God, for the... Um, the close-up seat that I got um, in, in lit walking with them for 30 years in the vineyard and um, being on council with them and getting to see that their heart for your church. Lord, I pray that you would bless them for their humility and their uh, selflessness. I saw so many times where they put the church above their own hearts and above their own comfort. And um, I just pray you would bless them for that. And I pray, God, that in the years ahead, in the days ahead, that you will surprise them with what you want to do next. And I just pray that they would have peace and that they would have joy in their um, more time together and uh, that you would just use them continually for the rest of their days. So, Lord, as a, just as a church family, we say thank you for Danny and Penny. And we pray that you would give them a well done that only you can give. Or deep, deep down, that they would just feel your pleasure today. Lord, and we do, we bless, we thank you for, for this last chapter, and we, we bless the next chapter. Lord, we thank you for your uh, uh, just their faithfulness and your faithfulness to them. So we bless them today and we thank you for them and we love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. All right. So why don't, why don't we stand up? We're going to end off. Uh, if you want to stand up, we're going to end off uh, just with a, uh, I'll just say a prayer. So uh, I was thinking in, in, in Danny's, when Danny spoke, he really gave a charge to us. And, you know, I've been thinking all week, you know, how could we, what's the best way to honor Danny and Penny? Is it, you know, should we build a new youth wing and, you know, call it the, the, the Meyer residence or, you know, and, or should we get a statue in the lobby? Danny would love that, I know, <laughs> with a sombrero on. But you know how we honor them is by really just, that we now continue to follow their example. That we, just like Danny said, the plaque that's on the front of this building, a, a pure and simple devotion to Jesus. That we would be a church that, that loves Jesus, that follows Jesus, that, that does whatever he says or whatever he wants us to do. So I'm gonna say a prayer at the end and I just wanna encourage you, you know, if you wanna, see how, if you wanna give an amen or whatever you wanna do, uh, just to say your yes 
today to, to committing to, we're going to stay the course of, of following uh, after Jesus. So let's, let's pray. So Lord, we thank you for, uh, that you are a God who for generation after generation after generation, you've just, you have been looking for a people who will say yes to you. You've been looking for men and women of all walks of life who will just say, here I am, uh, send me, Lord. And I thank you, for, I thank you for, for, for planting and building this church. You have been so faithful to this church. And we just say today as a congregation, we say yes to you. We say, Jesus, uh, uh, we love you and we want to follow you. And I pray, Lord, that you would, I ask that you would just clearly lead the way in, in, in our responses that we will do our best to follow you, Lord. So we say thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness all these years. And we, we trust you. And we are confident for the next uh, chapter in this church's life. So again, we thank you for Danny and Penny. We love them. We pray blessing on them today. Uh, thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.